Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our Wonder Women in Business podcast, we give a voice to the women whose story is meaningful, moving, and compelling. We share these stories with the world so that in their shining, they give permission to others to shine. Today's guest is Amy Nori of Firesign Marketing. Welcome, Amy. Thank you for having me. Super excited to have you here. I had Kate on before, and I know you and your team do amazing things. You'd think you'd had 100 people working with you. (laughs) Sometimes it feels like Katie herself is 100 people. (laughs) (laughs) I know that about her. That's true. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Firesign is a perfect name for that company. Exactly. uh, Tell me a bit about you. Uh, well, I, as you said, I work for Firesign. I actually started my career working for Katie when she was at Lathrop and Gage, the law firm in Kansas City. Uh, they're now Lathrop Gage. I handled public relations and advertising there, and that was my first job out of college, and I learned a lot, and I loved working for Katie so much um, that then after a few other moves to companies like Garmin and Hallmark, I came back and I joined Katie on this amazing venture that she's been on with her own agency, Firesign. That is such an awesome tribute to her leadership skills and her transformational leadership and EQ. And um, I know she's a great, great lady. And I, I can imagine it would be awesome to work with her and learn a lot from her. Um, So you mentioned Hallmark. I have visited Kansas City and been to Hallmark. It's so fascinating. I think where you live is great. Um, I love it there. And I actually, I don't think people think about it as a destination as much as they should. So we love it a lot. um, my, My family and I, and I can't imagine living anywhere else. And when my husband and I got married, we were so excited. He went to school at out of state, he went to Vanderbilt. So a lot of his friends had never been to Kansas City. And we were so excited to show them everything that the city had to offer. And I would like to think that they all left <laughs> thinking a lot more than when they had come in. I'm sure. I'm sure. So the last probably, okay, so honestly, the only time I was there uh, was years and years ago when I worked with a, a major corporation and they partnered with another major corporation, DST Systems. They're yeah. big down there. And I um, worked with Tom Watson, the pro golfer, um, mm-hmm. on one of his fundraisers for the Children's Hospital down there. And I just had the time of my life. And look, the food is so good. People don't even talk about Kansas City food, but I know you're known for steaks, but just in general, I mean, everything was yes. just clean. Steaks or barbecue, but it's, yeah. it has developed so much beyond that. Now there are so many good restaurants and there's, it's just such a vibrant community and there's so much going on here right now. It's, it's a lot of fun to see how the city's developed. That is awesome. That is awesome. So um, I'll have to make a trip down there. I actually told my husband that we should, you know, go have a little vacay down there. Oh, um, come visit us and come to a Chiefs game. I, oh, wow. That would be so <laughs> fun. I'm a huge, huge. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, tell me more about you. So um, are you, I know you have kids, so you're wicked busy. I yeah, I have two little boys, uh, three and a half and one and a half. They're extremely active, so we are <laughs> we are very busy. <laughs> um, but you know that was one of the reasons why 
when I had been at Hallmark, I'd reached out to Katie about career moves um, because I mean, as you know, having kids and working full time and I live in the suburbs, so commuting to where Hallmark was, it was a long commute and it was a long day. And I just felt like I needed to create a better situation for myself. And Katie offered me that opportunity at her agency. That is so awesome. So I know she's all about that. She's about making work work for the, um, the whole team, not just, you know, the traditional fit in the nine to five box in your office, check the clock. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. And that's something, you know, we're really both uh, very passionate about. I think you have to appreciate the season of life that you're in. And right now with small kids, it's just very hectic. And my husband works a lot of hours and trying to, you know, have it all going on. And she really believes in providing a flexible environment for women or just really anyone working for her so that you can be the best version of yourself at home and at work. I love that. Be the best version of yourself at home and at work. So I and everybody's best friend, Brene Brown, like to talk about bringing your whole self to life. You can't just, you know, check what's going on at home, just check it off the box and forget about it. Once you get to work, it occupies your mind. You know, you need to deal with life as it's presented to you. So I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, where did you go to school? You mentioned um, you went to college and then worked for Katie. Yeah, I went to the University of Kansas in Lawrence. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, I grew up a Jayhawk and went <laughs> to school there. <laughs> I know that Katie's a big sports fan as well. Are you? I yes, I am. I'm I'm a really big sports fan. We uh, my husband actually grew up. If you're familiar with the area, he grew up a Mizzou fan at University yeah. of Missouri because Kansas City is split, obviously. Right. And I am a huge KU fan. When we started dating, I converted him. <laughs> to the Jayhawks, which was no small feat. Good so girl. we are, we're big KU fans. Uh, we cheer for Vanderbilt as well. They recently won the College World Series, which was so exciting. And then we also love Kansas City sports, Royals, Chiefs. But uh, Katie and I actually first bonded over our love of KU basketball and Paul Pierce in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I think that she will admit that that was one of the hiring points. (laughs) That's so awesome. That is so awesome. Yeah, she's not just a fan. She's a fanatic. I love it. I follow her on Twitter. (laughs) She's great. So um, it's awesome that you get to work with people you actually enjoy and respect and have fun with. Do you laugh a lot at work? Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, With Katie and then we our graphic designer is also named Katie and our marketing manager, Aaron, it's such a fun group. Um, we recently had a second anniversary for fire sign and we all went and did ax throwing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Let out a little, uh, stress there. I've yeah. Heard- it, I mean, it was so fun. They're just, it's such a good group and everyone's husbands are awesome and get along. And so it's, such a wonderful, healthy work environment. That is so, let me just say, okay, so that's awesome, but rare. I rarely <laughs> hear a guest say that. I know it. 
I think I've been really lucky in my career that I've enjoyed everywhere that I've worked and I've had work friends everywhere, but I do, I know that that's not always the case. And so if you can, if you can find that and, and create that situation for yourself, then it's, it's really important. Yeah. Count your lucky stars. Cause that is rare. Um, and it's sad cause it should be that way. And I think that millennials are going to force that change because they don't, you know, they don't care to fit in the box. Um, yeah. I, there are a lot of studies about how millennials are looking for different things and they're demanding more of the work-life balance now. Right. Right. You shouldn't have to earn that. Then you miss out watching your children grow up and you know, you shouldn't have to wait till you're the, you know, VP of the company to be able to say, no, I'm not coming in, you know, nine to five every day, checking the box. Um, right. I'm proud of the millennials. I think that's, you know, you, how many of us just wish we had been able to do and say, I mean, they have the power of the masses behind them, but <laughs> many of us wished we could have done that, you know, so. I think it's fantastic. Part of that is why I work, you know, have my own business so that I could quality of life. You know, I can spend time with my family, my son and my husband and travel and read books I like. And I'm a better person for my clients for being able to do that. Absolutely. I think that that's something that Katie really says a similar thing for when she created Firesign and she wanted to be able to provide that opportunity to other people as well. Right she lives it. Yep. She walks it. Yep. Yeah. And then that was a lot of her inspiration also behind one of our educational programs called Squire, which is a business development coaching program for women attorneys. But the, the real passion behind that for her was being able to give women the tools and the confidence to build books of business for themselves so that they could create that situation for themselves in large firms. That is awesome. Tell me again, what is it called? L-Squire. L-Squire. And so it's business development training for women lawyers? Yes. It's a six-week business development program. And Katie created the curriculum and it's really designed for the realities of being a working woman attorney. Wow. I think a lot of people think of business development and they think of, you know, happy hours and schmoozing and playing golf. And this is how you can develop business in a way that makes sense for you and your life, which for women, especially women with, with children, or even if you don't have children, you're just pulled in so many different directions and those old school business development tactics don't always make sense for your life. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. In fact, when I was in the position of bringing in business and financial services, um, my unique differentiator was that I didn't do all the boozing, schmoozing and golfing. I, in fact, respected the client's time as well. When we got down to business, I found out what they needed to achieve, wanted to achieve, and I helped them get there. So I love that she's cutting all the fat, you know, that. Absolutely. Yeah, that's great. I bet women attorneys are relieved to hear this program about this program. Yeah, it's uh, our participants so far have really loved it. And I think everyone that walks away from it has said that one of the biggest things was they just felt so empowered and they built this confidence 
that they could do it and that they did have this experience that sometimes I think we undersell ourselves. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The studies based on my work that, I mean, that's the work that I do. Yeah. You're right. We do. <laughs> and we really, we need to own our experience. And another thing I know women really struggle with is the ask for business. Yes. Yes that and negotiating their fair market rate, you know, or, or their value. Exactly. Yeah. So I would love to take this and sign up for this. Would you guys let me do that? Of, for you, anything. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Amazing. So I, I, just to let the listeners know, um, these women that I've talked to uh, and about here in this, you know, Amy and Katie, I haven't met the rest of the team, but they walk the walk. So I know that they, first of all, they've been in-house at major law firms. Mm -hmm. They've seen the struggles that attorneys have. We all know that most attorneys do struggle with business development for so many reasons. Sometimes they're personality-driven reasons, but others are circumstances by which the attorneys don't really understand how business development works or should work. They That's think it, such a good point. And yeah. I think especially in large law firms, the way that business development is done and the way that firms put together pitches, it's not always transparent to everyone at the firm. And women in particular, I think, can feel left out of the process yes. of you know, why they aren't getting nominated or put up for certain opportunities. And there are things that you can do yourself to position yourself to go get those opportunities and make yourself more visible within your own firm and to clients outside the firm. Yeah, we play small. I don't know why it doesn't serve anyone. And I have to say on the other side of that, those of us who don't play small, because if you know me, you know, I don't, but it, it, it pisses a lot of people off. Pardon my language. Yeah. It's yeah. like, you know, you raise these, for example, we raise daughters. Now you and I have sons, but women raise daughters and they want to empower them and have them own their story and be bold and strong and, you know, wonder woman. Then when they grow up to behave that way, there are some other women and men who are like, who does she think she is? Well, I say she thinks she is wonder woman and should be wonder woman. And we should treat her like wonder woman. And you too should behave that way and own your story and empower yourself and believe in yourself and lead by example. So mm -hmm. I am all about what you're talking about, empowering women to make the ask and to, you know, know their value and their worth. Yeah. I think that women just, we, we really face a lot of double biases throughout our whole careers. Um, you know, like you're saying, where if you have a strong voice, you're knocked for having too strong of a voice. If you're really good at your job, people assume that you aren't involved at home. If you're very involved yeah. at home, then you're not very good at your job. And think that there are so many environmental and cult cultural hurdles that women have to overcome that it, it can just become too much, I think, for some people. I agree. And I agree. that's where a program like Elsquire, I think, is really coming in to help empower and, and teach women to do things on their own terms. Well, tell me what, uh, tell me more about the program. First of all, are there tenants or what can you share? Uh, like a compelling message about this program to get listeners who don't know about it, to ask you more questions about it. 
Yeah. So it's a six week program. There are three lessons that you get per week. They come via video and they're about 10 minutes each. So you can watch them on your own time. Whenever you want, you can be running on the treadmill. You could be sitting at your office, you know, at lunch and watching it. And then you also have one one-on-one -on -one coaching session with someone from Firesign per week. So it's really giving you individualized business development, which if you're at a large law firm, you have a marketing team, but they don't have the, the manpower or the hours to give every attorney individual help. This is true. This is true. It also sounds like um, the way you have it broken out, it's very bite-sized pieces. It's not overwhelming. You don't have to, you know, it, it's, you know, you can fit it within your schedule, I should say. Yes. And they are all extremely action oriented. So as you're going through the program, it's not like you're going to be taking the program and then after six weeks, you will implement everything. You are making changes throughout the six weeks. Every lesson gives you action items. There's homework, but it's, it's very easy to do. Uh, but so you're going to see changes throughout. And then at the end, you have a complete business development plan. Wow. Wow. So I know that takes, so if you, if, yeah, oh my gosh. So having been in-house for most of my life and working with lawyers most of my life, I know that if you say, sit down with me, we're going to work on your business development plan. It can be a year before you're done. Exactly. I, but I think the way that Katie has it structured where, like you said, there are these bite-sized pieces. Yeah. You're doing these small portions and so it doesn't feel so overwhelming. Right. And can really fit into your schedule. Even if you feel like you're maxed out, it's just 10 minutes, three days a week, and then one one-on-one -on -one coaching call. I think that sounds amazing. It's not, it's not like anything I've ever heard of, to be honest. And I've been around a long time. So I'd love to see it, to feel it, touch it, experience it, and market it for you if I um, am as excited as I am after, as I am now. Cause, uh, Absolutely. I When I came on and joined Katie, I went through the program myself. And even as a non-attorney, I found it so empowering. It was so helpful. And I was watching these videos and getting these tidbits, and I was able to apply it to, to myself as well. So tell me about the name, El Squire. I love it. So tell me, uh, where did that come from? What is it, like, what was its uh, origin? What made you call it El Squire? That was Katie's doing. I actually, you know, I don't know the backstory. <laughs> oh, I, well, I, I'm sure it's a play on Esquire, right? So Yes, yeah. And then the females. I think it's quite clever, easy to remember. A very, she's very clever. She's very witty. Um, so I'm sure that that just came to her. <laughs> he probably has a head full of stuff. <laughs> Good stuff. Exactly. Well, tell me a little bit about your proudest professional accomplishment. Oh, gosh. I think probably recently, um, I, I've, I've gotten to do a lot of really fun things throughout my career. For example, when I was at Garmin, I worked on their, I did PR for their fitness products and I got to go to the Tour de France one year for the oh, opening. Wow. And that was amazing. There have been a lot of really, really fun experiences, but recently I completed my first 
full six week coaching section session with one of our participants. And I just felt like it was so rewarding. That's so great. The process with someone and in our coaching sessions, the feedback that she would give about how confident it was making her and how this was so great for her to structure her practice and her time. And she was really seeing her own value. It went beyond business. Wow. Really being able to impact someone personally. And, and that to me, I think is, is the most rewarding. Wow. That's so great. And, you know, lawyers generally, um, you know, for her to share her vulnerabilities with you and then to say how you help to, you know, secure her more, make her feel more secure. And, you know, that's great. That's really great. That is a proud professional accomplishment. Yeah. I, there have been a lot. I, I love when we nominate attorneys and they win something. <laughs> that's yeah. that's always fun. But <laughs> being able to really see how you can impact someone's life professionally and personally that I feel is the most rewarding. I agree. It's why I do what I do. Absolutely agree. It means it, it, it's, it's life changing when you change someone else's life. So I always say living in service to others is the most fulfilling thing for me. Um, so I, I think that when you see a change in someone, a positive change, and you know that you spearheaded that or prompted it or had a part of it, uh, mm-hmm. it's meaningful. it makes, it gives meaning to your work. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. I, I would, I would venture to say Katie might be the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway, who's been your inspirational mentor? Oh, (laughs) it's absolutely. Yeah. Katie, (laughs) without a doubt. I mean, she was, like I said, it was my first job out of college. I had gone to KU's journalism school and I came out wanting to work at a publication and write. And those jobs were few and far between. And this job was public relations and it was for a law firm. I didn't have experience in professional services. I didn't have you know, any experience really. And she took a chance on me. And I, even when I wasn't during the period, I wasn't working from her for her. I had so many just little Katieisms in my brain that I remembered throughout, throughout all those years that really stuck with me. And I would pass along to other people that I worked with. Katie-isms. I'm writing that down. I love it. (laughs) She just, she always had a very calm demeanor and really was able to tackle problems so well and just made you feel so comfortable in, in your experience and your knowledge. And I think especially I, I went from a law firm to an engineering firm which are both very male dominated, especially yeah. in leadership positions. And I was very used to being one of the only women in the room. So to have someone build up my professional confidence yeah. so young, I think was really invaluable. She's changing the world. Absolutely. And I'm just happy to be along for the ride. <laughs> Well, that is so nice of you to say, and I'm sure that you're doing the same by uh, living by example for others and doing the same for others. So um, it's great. This is really great. I'm so moved. I mean, I would love to come meet the whole team and see how this engine works. Um, We would love to have you come meet us all. (laughs) Well, you know, um, 
I interviewed Joni Wickham, who works with your mayor, Sly Jane, mm -hmm. and she is a dynamo as well. I just wonder, is. is it in the water down there or something? <laughs> <laughs> Women in Kansas City. I think it's that good Midwestern work ethic. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, it's working for sure. Um, as you probably already know, I strongly believe that women should lift each other up and not put each other down. There's so much of that, you know, the world pits us against each other. And I say, you know, forget that, you know, let's, let's get down to the real deal and, and be who we are and appreciate who we are and stop this insecure, fear-based mean girl stuff. Um, yes. that's and I love what you're doing with this podcast and, the women. And I have to tell you, I, last night I was on my laptop and your website was up with your, uh, superwoman illustration for the podcast. And my oldest just thought that was so cool. And he kept saying, mom, I like that wonder woman. Aww, and I was scrolling through and I said, James, these are all wonder women. Look at all these pictures. And I just think it's, it's such a great platform and you're doing such good work. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. And by the way, my son is named James as well. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I do too. Well, let me ask you, what is something you can share with the audience that maybe, maybe an, a tip or some advice or, you know, whatever on how women can support one another in the workplace or in business? I think anytime that you are in a leadership position, just being able to offer someone flexibility like Katie has for me, I think that that's really important. Um, outside of that, just really supporting each other and celebrating the wins for everyone. Just, yeah. because, just because someone else has won doesn't mean that it reflects poorly on you or right. I think sometimes the workplace can get competitive and we need to celebrate each other because a win for another woman is a win for us. Even if it's not directly us. Right. Right. That I think that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So, so it's like, you don't, I teach my son this, although I, I taught him this, I hope it's kind of too late at 18. Um, my work is done, I think, but um, <laughs> only compete against your own best self. I mean, you have your own DNA, your own, you know, depends on the day of the week, you know, so don't compete against others, compete against your own best self. And when dealing with others, collaboration is key. So I think women have learned to, uh, at least in the workplace or are learning to, it's, it's my job to get them to learn to collaborate and not compete. So, I, yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. And I think that sometimes if you're in an environment like a law firm, it can feel like if one woman is being elevated, that means that you won't be because they're only going to do that for so many. Right. There are only so many of you. But if we can all rise together, it will be so much better for the collective. I agree. I agree. So I, I know that a lot of people say um, when women rise, they become the men that they once competed against or didn't want to be in order to get the few roles that are at the top. And my answer is stop hurting one another to get the few roles at the top and start working together to create more roles at the top. I love that. 
Yeah. So it sounds to me the way you describe Katie is um, what, when you said what you said about her management style, that she's, she's mm -hmm. not just a good manager, she's a good leader. So a leader takes risks and, and motivates and inspires others to do as well or even better than she has done. And I think that that's what you described in, in your um, assessment of Katie's work, work style. Yes, that's, that's absolutely. And I think that that has been so critical in my professional development, having someone lead me in that way where they give you the autonomy to do the work yourself. You know that she trusts you to handle it, but she's 100% there to provide right. guidance if you need it. Right. Does this, uh, let me ask who is Katie, the primary trainer for L Squire? She taught the curriculum and then we have both coached. Wonderful. That's great. So that's great. Um, I'm definitely interested in more about L Square. I'm going to put more of it on the blog that accompanies this podcast. And I'll certainly put contact information for those who want to learn more. Um, we sound like our careers with Katie have been wonderful. But let me ask you throughout your career, whether it's with Katie or not, what has been a challenge or setback and how did you overcome it? And let me tell you before you answer, I ask that question because the women that I promote on my podcast and in my events, I want them to be careful not to become um, unrelatable. So, you know, it's not always easy to get where you got or to get where you are. So I ask them, share the stories that were tough times too, so that we can say, hey, you know, I'm going through that, but I, I'll get out of it. And here's how she got out of it. Or maybe she can help me get out of it. Yeah. I, um, before I switched and joined Katie, I'm, I really, I had a rough period at work where, I mean, it was, I had just had my second child. It was hard to juggle everything. They were both really little and doing the daycare drop off and commuting and being at work all day and then picking them up and coming home. I felt like I wasn't seeing them at all. I was obviously very hormonal because I'd had a child not very long ago. And then the, my workplace environment wasn't necessarily the healthiest. It was just very stressful. And I would, I remember coming home and I would cry to my husband so often about how I felt like I was missing out on so much of our kids' lives and, and for what, because I wasn't even happy at work. Um, but you know, you're not always in a position where you can just leave. We have two kids and right. a mortgage and a, a life that we're trying to build. And so it was really... I had to, I had to kind of find some strength in myself to get through that and power through and focus on the good things that were happening in my days, knowing that it was a temporary situation. And if I worked hard and I did good work, I could find a better situation. So I love that you were courageous enough to share that story because I think that story is not uncommon. I think a million women experience that and don't always have the support that you seem to have with your husband or with you know, new opportunities. Um, so I think a lesson from that, would you agree, would be to uh, take one day at a time 
maybe. Yeah, I think, I think that's absolutely right. Taking it one day at a time and knowing that, I mean, you, there are really stressful moments and, you know, with elsewhere, we have a, we have a newsletter and we highlight some of, um, some of women who have made it to the top really and lawyers. And in our last one, an attorney said that her advice was to be all in, in that moment. So if you're at home, be all in, if you're at work, be all in. And I think that that's kind of what you're saying. We're, it's exactly. Take it one day at a time, focus on what you're doing and focus on the good and know that you'll get through it. And if you are a good person and you do good work, it will come back and, and it, it will work out for you. So I think that's great advice that this attorney gives. So that's exactly what I'm saying. Be here now, like in this moment. If we start to think about what ifs or how yesterday was overwhelming, tomorrow's going to be twice as overwhelming, we're missing out on the now. And really the now is all that we have and all that matters. And if you're in every moment, just taking each moment of each day, it's it's like we call the bite-sized pieces thing again. You can handle anything, you know, you're not. Absolutely. And I think sometimes if you're focusing too much on, you know, say you get home and you think, Oh, I really, I could have gotten so much more done at work. I should have been working more efficiently. I could have done this. You can start to really feel inadequate and then you're missing out on being there for your kids and then they go to bed and then you, think about how you should have been more in the moment with them. It's just a, it's an unhealthy cycle and it's easy to fall down that rabbit hole and don't let yourself. I don't know a woman who hasn't been there. So, um, we do that. And because we care so much, we're like more than just physically invested and emotionally invested. I think we're tied. It's not just invested. We're tied to, so many outcomes, you know, like, will my child be safe today? Or will my husband, you know, get home in time for this event or whatever? I mean, we are all about the outcomes and we need to start to focus on the, the right here, right now without worrying about the outcome. And if we focus on the right here, right now, the outcome will be as it should be. And it will be one that we can exhale over. So, um, well, tell me us something that we don't know, like a surprising fact about you or something fun people don't know about you, even the people who might be close to you? Um, what? Oh gosh. These questions always trip me up because I never know what to say. What do you do? How about this? So something fun that you do outside of work that maybe, you know, we didn't know you did. Yeah. Outside of work, uh, we mostly, we're hanging out with our kids on the weekends. I, spending time with my husband. Um, I like to exercise a lot. I run two marathons, but well, there you after, go. Oh yeah, my after gosh. My second baby. I, <laughs> I'm not sure I'll do that again. <laughs> no need, no need, but that's pretty surprising and amazing and, and admirable that you've even run one already. So two, that's incredible. Tell me about, um, one, one more question about your work, your workout and your being, Fit, yeah, worked at Garmin, right? So I did, yeah. Was that where? Like, what's it like to work there? Do you engage in fitness activities on the job, or you know, I know that I sound naive. Tell me, tell me, what is it? <laughs> no, it's yeah. I I was 
it was such a fun experience to work there. I, they have uh, several different segments of their business. So they have aviation, uh, they do outdoor fitness, marine, but I, I worked on fitness and yeah, it was a very active group. The engineers were always taking the watches out on runs and it was, awesome. it was a lot of fun to work there. And I was obviously very personally interested in fitness. So that opportunity really married my work life and my personal life. And I was passionate about the products. I used the product. So it was very easy for me to develop public relations campaigns around it because it was something that I really believed in and I used daily. Well, like, that right there is a surprising that. fact. See, you just said a surprising fact about you. <laughs> I think that's awesome. So you could speak, you know, honestly and with great integrity about the product because you lived it, you worked it, you used it, you, you know, that's great. So it was a part yeah, of Yeah, I think that that, if you really love what you do, it just will come off so authentically. Yes. And when I think you can be your best self at work. Yeah. Because it feels less like work. I agree. I agree. So clearly you love working at Firesign and you love Elsquire and you're yes. promoting it, not in a, oh, I have this ad campaign I must do about this product or service. This is, <laughs> you live, this is part of your life. You train, you teach, you, he, you know, you help people, um, lawyers find their way. Um, Absolutely. And I, it's so gratifying and I love the, especially the clients that we get to work with are so amazing. It's, it's been such a fun agency experience because we work with great groups of people and then internally it's such a fun group as well. Right. So Let me ask you this. How do you know when um, you've won? So for example, you have a client of Elsquire, she's registered, she's signed up for the course. How do you know this has been a good thing? Like, do they call you and say, I want a piece of business or I feel great about X, Y, Z, whereas I didn't before. How do you know when something good has come of your work? I always feel like it's a win after the first week. It's usually feedback on how amazing the program is and they're so excited. And I think when you have that excitement and you are really ready to invest in yourself, you are going to get good results. Awesome. Awesome. But, you know, yeah. As you know, some of our participants have had then a lot of professional success. One was uh, made partner at her firm after she had completed the program. Wow. Uh, another did let us know about numerous pieces of business that she had brought in that she could directly tie to lessons that she had learned. So there is follow-up where we get something like that, but I just think that the excitement and that they can see the changes as they're going through the program, that that's a win because people start really believing in themselves. Yeah, that is awesome. That right there is worth it all. Um, I love that you have follow-up and you get feedback from your clients, even when they're done with the program and they share with you the wins. That's really great. Um, you so develop a relationship with people when you do the one-on-one -on -one coaching and 
at the end of six weeks, it's almost like you don't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you have your these client, coaching calls <laughs> and so client, you want to know how they're doing. Yeah. If your clients are out there saying that same thing, then you, you've got something great going on here. So awesome. Well, let me ask you this. If people want to know more, how can they reach you? They can reach me. They can check us out on our website, firesignmarketing.com, or specifically for L Squire, it's lsquireworkshop.com. And then they can feel free to shoot me an, an email, ahn at firesignmarketing.com, and talk to us about any of our services. That is awesome. That is awesome. So I look forward to seeing you in Kansas City. And yes. we will put this together for not only our listeners, but for those who like to read the blog as well. And Amy, it's been a pleasure having you on. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we say goodbye? I just thank you so much for having me. It has been so much fun to talk to you. Well, you're awesome. You're awesome. So thanks, everybody, and have a great day.